Hi there, I'm Jen Blandos, the founder of Female Fusion. I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years with experience in building seven-figure businesses and working around the world. Originally, I'm from Canada, but I've been living in Dubai for the past 14 years. I've created this podcast to share my insights and expertise as a global entrepreneur and help other women start, build, grow, and scale their businesses. You'll also hear from some of the world's top experts and female entrepreneurs who will inspire and motivate you to achieve your business goals. So join me as we explore all that the world has to offer and build the business of your dreams. Let's get started. I am here today with Maxine Cunningham, who is the CEO and founder of Pick My Brain. And we are so lucky to have Maxine here. She is on a stop through Dubai. And when I heard that she was coming, I just had to grab her to come into the podcast studio to chat with me all about her business and her entrepreneurial journey. Welcome, Maxine. Oh, thank you so much. It's exciting to be here. Yeah, and welcome to Dubai thank as well. You. The global city. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of Dubai having just arrived? Well, it's been uh, 48 hours. And so far, I'd say every room I've been in, there's just been multiple countries. That's been the first notice is that, yeah, you can go into any room and you are talking to someone from Kenya and London and, um, you know, uh, Saudi and you're all sitting there having a conversation. And so the perspective is wide here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, this is one of the things that I love and we can speak about this more, but I'm also from Canada as well, like you Mm. and the one thing that I love about being here is just, it's the world, yes. isn't it? You know, yes. you just get exposure to the whole world and it's so enlightening. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so before we dive into things, yeah. maybe if you want to tell everybody a bit about yourself and about Pick My Brain. Yeah, of course. So hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Maxine. I am the CEO and founder of a company called Pick My Brain. Uh, Pick My Brain is a global knowledge sharing marketplace. Um, the vision is, the, the question that I had was, what if I could pick anyone's brain? one-on-one from around the world what would that unlock for me Um, and what if I could list my brain and let the whole world know that I was open and available to sharing my knowledge who would come and that question tantalized me Um, and as an economist I, I really I love to think about things as what is the value of something how do I what is the what is the quantifiable value and I thought you know what is the value of a conversation Uh, Conversations have changed my life um, so many times in so many significant ways and conversations have given me energy and perspective and ideas and relationships and new paths faster than any other type of medium. And so I said, I wonder if I could put a value on conversations and trade them just as, as we do trade products. How big does that economy become? And that was the vision. And so now we're what we kind of say is we, we are on a mission. We, we want to build a marketplace as big as Amazon, only instead on Pick My Brain, there's no products. There's just conversations and um, services from people. So can you shop a world of conversations? Wow, that, that's really interesting. And, you know, because the the phrase pick my brain mm-hmm. sometimes can have negative connotations yes. as well. <laughs> and I'm sure you get this too, that 
I often get mm. messages, especially over WhatsApp, because yes. we do everything over WhatsApp in the UAE. <laughs> yes. And people will be like, hey, Jen, you know, can I come to your office and pick your brain yeah. for an hour? Or, you know, could we meet for a coffee? I want to pick your brain. Yeah. And, you know, that that's basically somebody saying, I want an hour of your time for yeah. free or two hours of bu- business advice for free. Yeah. And I've found that has been really hard because you want to come from a place of yes. service and help people of course. but if you're constantly letting people pick your brain yeah. you can't run your business totally uh, that's exactly the lead in actually Forbes right when we launched launched the cover of their title was no you can't pick my brain it costs too much to maintain and it's something we're fitting in and and what we're finding is that people just don't have a formal way to ask you for that time they would pay um, so if you sent a link, your Pick My Brain link, and be like, absolutely. Um, I opened up my calendar for 10 Pick My Brain sessions or 10 coffee and conversations every month to sit down with entrepreneurs who would like to speak to someone who's been in business as long as you have, who have traveled the world as much as you have, and they know that in that hour they're going to gain a lot. So you just send them the link and that there would be now a formal process and opportunity for them to pay for that as a service. Pick My Brain is a service. It's wow. just that we haven't framed it as a service. And I, I I guess as well that that makes it easier for so many people who feel uncomfortable yes. with that conversation. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly, because you don't know how far you can go. Everyone knows the value um, of it. And as someone who's asking someone for free time, it's, it is uncomfortable to be on the other side. And, and this is what Airbnb, like before Airbnb, there was couch surfing and I was a huge couch surfer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was like, all my friends were really uncomfortable with it because it was free. And I was like, someone's got to come through and formalize this so that the people that are uncomfortable staying somewhere for free can pay and feel more comfortable. Yeah. And we're finding the same with Pick My Brain. I feel much more comfortable paying you $250 an hour to sit down because I know I can dig in. Yeah. I can be like, I can really utilize this service because there's been a transfer of payment and you're there because you've accepted those terms. You made the terms and I've come into your container and I know that you're open to receiving that. And I guess as well, it gives um, people around the world access to you in a way that maybe if you were just in a local market, that you wouldn't get to to meet those same people. So how does it work exactly that anybody can sign up on the platform or... Yep. So anybody can go to pickmybrain.world, start a profile. Um, That profile is very similar to filling out a LinkedIn profile, only we go above and beyond in that we think um, people are more than their resumes these days. You are a collection of your experiences, your values, and how you want to be of service to the world. So when you fill out a Pick My Brain profile, you kind of answer these prompts, um, and then you submit a profile for review. And our team looks it over, validates what you say, um, if it looks good, we push your profile live, and then our team actually books a one-on-one call with you. We book your first Pick My Brain session. Um, and if you pass our interview, if you um, are a very good communicator and in, in alignment with what you're saying you're doing, you're good to go. And then you can invite, yeah, the world to pick your brain. Like this evening, I have three Pick My Brain calls, one from Austria, one from New Zealand, and one from Pakistan. And all from the comfort of my home. And I've done a thousand so far. I just reached my, I just passed my thousand. Pick my brain call after four years. And it really is. It's the world. The value that I gain from it um, is, is, 
is also because I'm getting that perspective as well. So it is an exchange a lot of the time. But because someone's choosing to sit down with me when they want to, then that monetary component comes in. So I'm really curious. So for for you, when you're doing these pick pick my brain sessions, what kind of things do people want to pick your brain about? Yeah. Uh, So primarily how I most want to help people is I'm really good at packaging and pricing knowledge. I love creating new revenue streams for people. So within half an hour to an hour, I can usually uncover a revenue stream that you could unlock and I can have it live in 24 hours because of how Pick My Brain allows you to package and price your knowledge. So Pick My Brain calls are just one form of revenue, but the platform also allows you to package and price coffee and conversations or one month of service or 10 sessions or three months of mentorship, you can really get really creative with how you want to support those around you. So mostly people come and and people really need an outside perspective as to what makes them valuable, um, especially women. Um, I think we forget so often what, what value we hold because it's so comfortable to us we're like oh this is so easy for me and that we think well why would anyone pay for this but you need someone outside to be like you You know you need to charge this is i would pay you to do this for me um and so it's actually a really collaborative um economy because we need one another to validate one another's offers and so people, yeah, people often come to help them see themselves, understand what value they have, and then understand and validate what they can package and how much to charge for it. Interesting. And yeah. what sort of people do you have? Because I I yeah. can imagine, so I'm thinking about um, our professional network, so yeah. everybody in Female Fusion and thinking, okay, so I know some of our members would be all over saying, how do I list myself on there? Yeah. That sounds really cool. Yeah. What sort of what what sort of people do you see listing themselves for yeah. services? Is it anything and everything, or is there a particular demand for certain areas? Yeah, so it is everything and anything right now, and um, we do want to be the most diverse marketplace in the world. We want 196 countries represented. We want every industry, culture, and background. Um, we think that when knowledge becomes open, available, and accessible, we crave um, the diversity that exists within the knowledge that is out there. So. Um, to give you an example of some of the people on the profile that we've seen receive a number of bookings um, and how, 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 how much they span with the, the diversity that that spans. So, um, you know, I always re- reference our Holocaust survivor, Yoka, because she's our oldest brain. And, um, you know, Yoka's at a stage in her life. She's, she's 84 and she's like, Max, I don't have much time left here. All I want to do is pass down my knowledge of how to deal with grief, how to transform, how to go through life, how to live and age beautifully. Um, She has a number of um, interesting, um, like she has a life of experience, right? Wow. And so she is booked regularly for conversations um, about transition and transformation. Um, all the way up to the former CEO of Upwork applied to become a brain because he felt on GLG he was bored. He didn't want to just do financial analysis. He's like, I want to help entrepreneurs think out loud. And I said, cool, Pick My Brain will allow you to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, we have um, Avaldez is one of our most book brains recently. Um, Avaldez does work in, he's a startup founder and talks about mental health and the mental health journey that comes with starting a company. And so once a week, on LinkedIn, Avaldas posts, Dear community, every week I open up my calendar to support anyone who wants to talk about uh, startups, mental health, LinkedIn branding, 
my calendar is open and he sends his pick my brain link. And within four months, Avaldis has, has done 300 bookings. No, really? Yeah. And so um, he's one of our most booked brains. Um, Perry, uh, you'll love this one. He's a nonlinear thinker. He's a multi-potentialite. And he is building a global movement of m- multi-potentialites, these individuals who don't subscribe to being one thing, to being specialists, who have a wide variety of interests and can't quite navigate the linear system that the world is. Is. And he's done over 500 bookings on oh. Pick My Brain. He sounds like so many <laughs> entrepreneurs, right? So many yes. entrepreneurs just want to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and from spiritual healers, there's a lot of um, individuals who do quantum time leap healing, Akashic Records, uh, to um, accounting, to law, to astrophysicists, to space scientists. Um, Pick My Brain has the most wide diversity pool of of interest and intentionally so. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And and do the um do the brains yeah. do they decide what they set as a fee or is there a standard fee on the platform? Yeah, yeah good question. So on our free plan, um, you can as a brain list um, using our template services that Pick My Brain has curated. So we've gone in and um, pre-packaged, pre-priced offers that we've seen be successful on the market. Okay. Um, the stack that we ask our brains to opt into on the free plan is we ask all brains to give 10 hours a minimum a year in the form of these meet me's so we say open your calendar and let the world at least schedule some meet me's and what we've seen is that 30 percent of them will convert to a higher ticket offer Mm -hmm. Um, so we have a 30 minute meet me we have a 30 minute paid pick my brain call a 60 minute paid pick my brain call of if you want to call it a virtual coffee and conversation we have mentorship um the Pick My Brain call is $75. Mentorship is $75. We have a $250 60-minute private working session that you can list. And then we have a three-pack and a 10-pack. Um, and then we also have three months, six months, and 12 months. So you can opt into those template offers as a brain. Um, on the free plan, you get access to two of them. If you want to set your own rates and customize your offers and create something creative, mm-hmm. then you go onto our paid plan and you can package and price and sell your knowledge however you want okay. and unlock as many offers as you want. And do you find um, the sort of people who are listing as brains, yeah. are they typically doing a lot of other things and so maybe we'll do yeah five or 10 hours, or there's some people who have almost made this their own business just <laughs> being on there? Both, both and all between. Um, so again, with Pick My Brain, you can limit. This is really nice too, is um, that if you're someone that's super busy and get a number of Pick My Brain requests like you do, you can set a limit. You say, dear community, I do 10 Pick My Brain calls a month. And then once that's hit, it's gone. Um, okay. and, and you could say that that's how you use Pick My Brain. You just do your 10 calls and that's it. And you get value from the platform that way. Um, or, yeah, because Pick My Brain is a platform that is no code, allows you to package a price, gives you global access overnight, handles the bookings, the payments, the invoicing, the reviews, the reminders, um, the SEO, et cetera, mm-hmm. you can build your whole business on it. And we do have people that um, bring in their revenue streams and link them directly to Pick My Brain. I guess it's great for people who are solopreneurs, yes. either yes. ones who are just getting started yes. and want to have that exposure or ones who just hate the admin. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was me. I yeah. was like, I can't do invoicing. I don't do it. I, there's nothing I hate more than invoicing. Mm-hmm. I believe that all professionals should be paid up front. 
not after. Um, And I I couldn't manage, I didn't even know how to start selling my knowledge globally on the tax side um, and, and how to manage that. And so I said, I built this tool also for myself in that I just want this thing to run for me and handle all of that so I can be global. And it's a really great way to validate an offer before you put, you know, time and energy and effort into building that website. A website can typically cost like five to $15,000 and three to six, 12 months of your time. And you're starting with a blank canvas. And I think that's a really important point that you say as well, just validating your offer, right? Because so many people will go into the whole process of setting up a business and not validated the offer. Yes. And I hear this so often. I speak with entrepreneurs. I was speaking with someone yesterday, and they were telling me all about this plan of this business they wanted to set up. And I said, okay, great. Mm -hmm. But the first thing you need to do is you need to validate this. You need to test it. And the person said, well, I'm my ideal paying customer. Okay, that's great. (laughs) Let's find you like another 50 that you could talk to to make sure that that's exactly what they want. And so being able to have access to a platform like that must be amazing that it will save people that time and expose you to a different market, I guess, as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I'll test offers. Like I I went to New York for a week and I got really um, uh, inspired by how New York dreams. They dream Mm -hmm. a lot. And I said, "Mm, people in Canada don't dream as much as New York. I wonder why. And I wonder if it's because we just don't have a place to dream. Um, You know, we have therapy. Therapy has become like such a ubiquitous service. What if there was like dream out loud therapy? Would people dream more? And so I was like, I wonder. So I went on to pick my brain and I packaged an offer and it was called a dream out loud call. And it was 60 minutes for you and I to sit down and dream out loud about your business. And I said, dear community, I'm just trialing this offer. I just want to know if anyone wants to dream out loud. I charged, I think, $75 for an hour. I just wanted to see. And all 10 of them sold out. And people on the call were like, can I do this quarterly? And I was like, should I sell a pack of four? (laughs) But it's almost like um, vision setting in a way, isn't it? It is vision. Yeah, it was very similar. But it allowed me to validate that yes, people find value sitting down with me for an hour to think out loud about their business because as an entrepreneur, sometimes your friends aren't entrepreneurs. Yeah. You know, you got to find your network. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes you just want to sit down with one and can be like, can I just throw a million things at you and, and just you reframe back to me what I'm saying and, and, and layer your experience on top of what I'm saying. And it helps you as you know, um, someone who's launching something new, mm. start to build um, frameworks around it um, and, and yeah, validate it. I love that. And I guess, um, well, you talk about places where they think big and dream. I think yes. you need to spend a bit of time in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because dreams to build this, build this. It'll, it, I mean, the buildings in of itself show that. Yeah, but yeah. I think as well, if you, yeah. w- one of the things that I love about the UAE that I would not want to have a business anywhere else, hmm. I, I just think that this is a perfect place to have a business, is that this is a country where anything is possible. Yeah. And when you mm. speak with business owners that they will say that the the access to the contracts that they've had or the clients mm. that they've had are ones that they could never have dreamed about having in their own home countries. And mm. it's just a country where, and this starts at the top with the leadership, that the leadership in this country are like, try it. If mm. you have a dream, no matter how crazy it is, yeah. go and do it. Like who would have thought 50 that. years ago 
when they created this country yeah. that Dubai would have the tallest skyscraper in the world. <laughs> like, you know, all of these crazy yeah. things. Yeah. And this is one thing that I think as an entrepreneur, it's a very special place that it mm. almost breeds that creativity and the dreaming in a way that you don't see other places. Well, you know how to speak to my soul. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the idea of leadership being like, go for it. Yeah, and the, and the physical manifestation of being in the city, you do see the impossible around you. Yeah, and so it does um, allow your brain to to do different things. Absolutely, yeah. and you know, nice warm climate is yeah. is really helpful bonus. as well. And being surrounded <laughs> by the sea, <laughs> yeah, it's just a bonus. It's a nice nicety <laughs> bonus. Yeah, but you know, it's funny because I remember I I've been in this country for fourteen years, mm. and when I first arrived. I would go, you know, to Canada to go visit my parents or other countries and people yeah. would look at me and go, why do you live in Dubai? Why why yeah. do you live in this country? And I say to them, because like it, it's amazing, like the yeah. possibilities are amazing. Like 14, 15 years ago, yeah. the possibilities were even crazier, like the things that you were able to try. To but mm. it's funny that back then, you know, yeah. people would look and see it as like a real hardship place. And now you speak with people and they go, you live in Dubai? Oh, my yeah. God, I dream about going there. Ah. What, Like, what's it like? It's so amazing. <laughs> and so I think the country, yeah. um, both Dubai and Abu Dhabi and the other places in this country, the yeah. leadership has done a phenomenal job they have at transforming this country they have and the brand really is is that more awe like w wow look at this city everyone knows about it dubai is on the map it is on the global map it has done an excellent job yeah. at showing off that in a wide variety of ways and it's nice to hear from an entrepreneur that that extends um, beyond just the physical building and, and the construction but of course it would yeah i mean yeah. absolutely like from running your business um I was speaking with um, some students from Columbia University yeah. the other day, yeah. and they were asking about what it was like to run a business here. Yes. And one of the things I said to them, like I did say, you know, it's the best place to have a business. Yeah. But even things like infrastructure is so good, it right? Is. You know, yeah. like our internet yeah. is like fast. 800 mbps yes <laughs> like, yes where you could only dream of that in in like europe or north america that that yeah. just doesn't happen it's true that you know the buildings are new that yes. everything is 24 7 you know i find frustrating sometimes when i go to europe and i'm like what do you mean, mean it's going to take me a week to get that? <laughs> it would take me an hour to get it. You know, you just like you cost. go onto an app like the the things that people create here. Um, ah. There's a, an app that was created here called InstaShop. Mm. Um, and InstaShop was created about five years ago now. And initially it was just grocery delivery in yeah. one tower in the marina in Dubai. Mm. And then they turned it into a whole app yeah. where you can order anything and it will be at your house in one hour. And it is 24 seven. So if you need something from the pharmacy, you can order it. If something wow. from the supermarket, the pet store, <laughs> anything. So I've even, and they only charge you like the equivalent of maybe one and a half dollars to deliver it to your house. Wild. So for me, I'm always like, why drive for half <laughs> oh, an hour definitely. when I can have it sent to my house? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it just makes, it, uh, but it's so cool as mm. well that to see that they came up with that idea yeah. 
and really ran with it. And they actually, um, the business was sold to Delivery Hero from from Germany. Ah. So they did really, really well. Um, But they've launched it in Greece and they're launching it in other markets as well. So it's it's crazy the innovation that you see. I love it as well. You know, you can think of their boardroom. Hey guys, like what if you could order anything and have it to your house in an hour from your city? Right. Right. And that concept. Okay. Well, there's Uber. Okay. There's Amazon. There's just in time. Um, We have food delivery. Of course. Yeah. Okay. So then how do we take that? You know, and it just really starts like if you can be in a city that has that original, what if we could get anything to anyone in one hour? Yeah. And that's like what drove Pick My Brain too is like, what if I could talk to anyone in the world? Like, what if I wanted, you know, I'm coming to Dubai from Canada. Can I talk to someone from Dubai right now within a minute? You know, can I look up on a directory and see if someone's available to sit down and talk with me about what it's like to start a business? Yeah. Very easily. Um, Yeah. What does that open up? And it really is. You got to have that initial, that initial vision. And, and you can, if you can see it in your mind, mm. um, you can do it. And I just thought, you know, Airbnb allows essentially you to list this asset that you have in your house that's going unused on a global marketplace and say, hello world, do you want to stay in my house? Yeah. And they can handle the, the pricing globally and, and the listings globally. Why can't I? You know, and it's almost like the innovation of others allow you to validate that, well, if Airbnb can exist and and Uber Eats can exist, surely Instashop can exist and Pick My Brain can exist. For sure. Yeah. 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 And it's, yeah, it's just this whole idea of being so visionary and having those dreams and thinking big. Which circles back to my Dream Out Loud session. I was like, this has got to be, imagine if if, if visioning was as popular as therapy. Well, what does that do? And do you still (laughs) offer those sessions? Because I bet you're going to have a lot of people requesting it afterwards. I've 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 shifted more into helping people build revenue streams. But yeah, you can book me for an hour. And and part of that working session is vision. now. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So I want to talk to you about another area, which is funding, because Mm. this is we talk about this a lot within within female fusion. It's harder for women-owned businesses to Mm -hmm. get access to finance, whether it's debt, whether it's equity. It's the stats show it's not the same. And, you know, even in this region, Mm -hmm. in the MENA region last summer, women-owned businesses got Mm 0.1% of all of the funding. And you just think, how how is that possible? And, you know, there's so many Mm -hmm. different reasons. One big one is that we don't have access to the same networks. We're not And we don't ask. And we don't ask. Women don't ask. And I think also as well, if women get rejected, oftentimes you just go, oh, okay, so you said yeah. my business sucks. Okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm I not going to ask again. Exactly. Where, you know, you might yeah. have to ask a hundred times before you, you actually do. get the funding. Yeah. So you had, you had an initial round of funding. Maybe talk me through yeah. what that looked like so we can kind of pick your brain about yeah. how you got your your funding yeah for sure um and as a background i i was an investment banker and did the finance background um at, at university and so i've got enough of the language that i feel a little bit more comfortable i've bought and sold stocks for a number of years to make income so i feel comfortable with financial language and i feel there is a gap with women yeah. where they actually don't feel as comfortable with the verbiage which right there holds you back from being part of the conversation and feeling like you can hold yourself in those rooms and so i think we do need to fill that gap all women should be able to 
confidently understand how money flows, how it works, yeah. um, the values. And I think a lot of those terms scare women um, just because there isn't as many women in it. It's growing. Um, the education is there. But that that I have a bit of a comfortability and a background because I was in that world. So just want to preface that because I do see uh, one of my second biggest, um, the second offer I launched on Pick My Brain, actually, and it made me $7,000, was a class called Blockchain from a Woman's Perspective. And it was very similar. I saw again in my life when blockchain was coming through and I had invested in Bitcoin because I was like, this is going to be a new asset class. This is really exciting. This was like five years ago now. And I noticed that all my really smart women friends weren't investing. And what I intuitized was that they they were not attracted to the type of conversation that was happening around Bitcoin, which was very gamer friendly, very male yeah. dominated, and it wasn't resonating. And I was like, no, I know that if women understood the vision um, and the application of this technology and how it could transform digital passports, how it could impact musicians, how it could impact healthcare, they would be interested. And so I hosted, I launched on Pick My Brain, blockchain from a woman's perspective. For three hours, I'm going to teach you absolutely everything I know. And if you want to purchase a Bitcoin after and you want to invest in this new asset class, I will help you do that. And I charged, I think, $150 and I did three groups. And I had all of my women friend in my community came and learned. And I, w I should go back and see how much money I made those women because I got them all to buy a little bit of Bitcoin back when it was probably two thousand dollars okay and i think today it's thirty thousand um but again this and i'll loop back to the investment but what i found is that once i gave them women women we talked about this before we started the podcast women attached to the vision the impact um how it applies how it impacts like individuals and the the, the world much more than uh, what's the PE ratio, what's the dividend yield, what's the interest rate, what's the maturity, what's you know the clauses that starts to turn. I see women start yeah, to glaze just, their eyes glaze. Well, I don't. Yeah, and then they kind of freeze up and they back off. And that's what happened in blockchain too. People were talking about just like trading these coins. What are all these coins and what is this platform? And they would glaze. But again, like I said, when I shared, how is this technology going to fundamentally change the future of education? the future of healthcare, the future of transportation, of data management, then they saw, and I related it to what they did, then they're like, I want to invest in this. I want to be at the table. And I can be part of the conversation because I can speak to how it's going to be applied. And so the same thing I find happens with fundraising, um, right? Women glaze when the terms come, but really if they just were able to share their vision and know their economics a bit, the numbers yeah. behind their business, and we spoke about it. I noticed when I go to women networking events versus um, hybrid, they, they we don't talk about our values like what is your lifetime value of a customer um, how much are you charging how long do your membership stay what is your churn we're not sharing that information together men are all the time yeah so they have so much context of right they know oh how much did you raise what terms did you raise it who did you get it from um, what was your valuation okay and so these men are collecting this context yeah. of how much money everyone is making and what the terms were and how to scale your impact where as women are talking about the vision and the mission and the colors and you know which is also important as <laughs> of well course, right? but, of course but and that I think that's what makes us special but we need to yes. understand that other side we do and what I yeah. find talking to a lot of female entrepreneurs as well is that 
they're scared to ask for funding because they're embarrassed because they don't understand no. it and yeah. they don't know. Yeah. And that's that that I see is like a big gap yeah. right right there that we need to address that even yeah. before we start looking for them to get funding if they don't know the basics. Yeah, I think that'd be an incredible event for your community. Let's all pitch and talk about um, the vision of our companies because women do that extraordinarily well. Yeah. But let's add on this component um, and say, if I had access to a million dollars, this is where I would deploy it. And this is the return that I would expect to see based on, and really that's the conversation that you need to get comfortable with because an investor, that's what they're looking for. Funny you should suggest that. Yeah. We're doing that in uh, Dubai on the 15th of March. Well, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> so we pulled together um, 20 investors, like a mixture of angels and VCs yeah. and uh, 40 entrepreneurs Amazing. to do just that. Um, because that is, these are all active businesses that are looking for yeah. funding or investment, but just are like, I, I, I just don't know how to to get there. So that's really the aim. And we've had oh. all of these investors are being so generous with their time. They're yeah. taking a whole day out, Amazing. where it is like very much talking about what that process looks like. Yeah. And then they brought in a number of companies who have had funding to also go and share Amazing. those stories about what they did as well. Jennifer, I'm so excited to hear that because I feel that if women get comfortable, we stay small because we're scared to take on money. Yeah. We're scared. We all, because we are more conscious investors, we're very much more risk averse. Um, but imagine, like what I love to imagine is what does the world look like when women are not scared to take capital to scale their visions? When they are like, I need please give me $2 million because the level of impact I can have with that capital right now is far, this is the impact. But do you notice, uh, I'm just curious about this, that I notice when I talk to entrepreneurs that they always ask for the minimum amount of money. Yes. And I talk to some businesses and they're like, well, maybe you'd like $200,000, $300,000. Yeah. No, I know. (laughs) No, let's talk millions. Yes. And we do. And this is what we need to get comfortable with. And we need to be able to validate that we know exactly where to deploy that capital. And I, in my business, bootstrapped um, consciously for a number of years. So I knew the value of a dollar. And I knew how to stretch a dollar and make it work for me for a mile. And I knew when I invested here how that moved my business. And I did that for four years to gain that context so that I could have the conversation of being like, if someone gave me two, five, ten million dollars right now, I would know exactly where to deploy it and what to expect um, on the other side. So you have to be ready for it. But again, I do think a great exercise even, and I'm just workshopping this in my mind, would be, okay, women, let's sit around the table. Okay, we're going to spend an hour thinking about what we'd do if we were given a million dollars. Do you know what? I did that with our members last month. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) You and I are are just like connected here (laughs) on the same wavelength because I was like, you need to think about this because, and do you know what I was surprised by? And you've probably seen this as well when you do this, that the number of people are like, I don't know. Yes, and they need know. to know. That, yeah. Yes, we need to think about it. Yeah. And this is it. This is, I'm so happy, keep having that session regularly because I want them to feel like a million dollars is not a lot of money. Okay, I know it feels like a lot when you're starting out. It did for me as well. And now I'm like, no, a million doesn't even cover, right? You start to do the calculations of pain. You know, that's 
that's that's yeah you got to understand enough accounting to realize how much a million can get you versus 10 versus 20 and start to get really comfortable with knowing right here's here's the equation that I did for my mind and I don't know if this will help other women because I was like who am I to ask for 2.5 million that's what I thought prior when I was younger and naive Um, but then I thought you know okay my friend was starting a restaurant business okay restaurant requires a certain amount of investment because you have to build the building you have to get the decor you have to get the plates you have to pre-order food you have to hire your staff Mm -hmm. and you need that money to launch a restaurant Um, and typically you need about 2.5 million to start a restaurant in a in a in a fast growing city and I was like wow 2.5 million dollars people are writing 2.5 million dollars of checks to start a restaurant that restaurant has a geographic limit it has uh, a limitation of how many people can come to that restaurant and it has an earning cap because they can only serve at maximum so many people in their restaurant right? So they're only going to reach this level of growth. And as a startup founder with a tech company with Pick My Brain, I was like, okay, if someone gave me 2.5 million, my earnings potential is almost unlimited. It is globally scalable to any country. Um, As many people can be on my software and my cost doesn't go up that much. Isn't Pick My Brain actually a better investment in terms of potential than a restaurant? And yet restaurants are always getting $2.5 million, no problem. And that actually helped me. Yeah, I was like, mine is a better investment if the investor is interested in unlimited earning potential. Yeah, and if I can convey that and then valid and and feel confident in myself, well, if restaurants can do it, well, certainly I can, and I'm going to frame it that way. So I just started to think of all these other frames where I was like, no, two point five actually, you know, this is a good investment. And so you have to just think of your business. What is a good investment? What on the other side, if I was to give you money, makes me be like. I see the scale. I see your vision. Yes, that's possible. Um, that's a large opportunity. Let's talk. Um, so, yeah. I that's, that helps, yeah, help no, me. I'm totally. <laughs> I, you have to think big, right? Yeah. Especially if you're going for, for funding because you're also giving away equity in your business. Yes. So if you're going to give somebody part of your business, better be a lot of money <laughs> to <laughs> totally. help you scale, right? And it's, I mean, think about taking a company global. It takes time and energy and effort, and you need capital to deploy that. When you launch in another city, that's conscious. That's That takes a number, amount of energy to do that. And then what you're testing is you're going to, like, if you're going global as a company, right? Okay, I'm going to go launch in London. You said you're taking female fusion to London. Yeah. That's going to take an amount of investment, and you're building a playbook as you do it, right? You're like, how much does it cost for me to launch in London? What is the return? How long does it take to go to one member to a thousand in London, a thousand to 10? And you're going to start to understand the length. That doesn't happen overnight. You need capital investment to grow that. But once you get that playbook down, what you want to communicate to investors is, listen, I scaled in London. This is how much it cost me. This is the rate of my member growth. And now I have plans to do that in eight other cities. Yeah. Would you like to support that? Yeah. Yeah. And it is, I guess it's also finding those investors, though, that yeah. have that same vision. And have you found that, yeah. you know, you're, you're a woman-owned business. Yeah. Have you found that sometimes it's harder to pitch to mm. male investors than female investors? I mean, there's fewer female investors, unfortunately, as well. There is, that is the the catch, is that there isn't as many female, there wasn't when I was starting, especially more, there's more now. Yeah. Um, my cap table is 
male dominated. Um, the women on my cap table, there is a CEO of a company, her and her husband came in and invested 50,000 in Pick My Brain. And I was really excited to have her because she was a female tech founder. And then I have my mom. And other than that, it is males. And wow. it is because I think on the investment side as well, men are also more um, risk loving. They have a better risk appetite to cut a twenty-five, fifty thousand dollar check when they see something they they like and they move on it. Women will take three months to think about it, and the opportunity is maybe gone. So um, yeah, I did find the first group that I raised from was friends, family, and angels. And I found that men, when they got it, they could go from, I like it, to a $50,000 check in a week. And they don't go through that same process that I'd say a woman would. Super second guessing. Is this a good investment? I'm going to wait. I have to analyze everything. Yeah. And so... And, but those are angels. Those are individuals. You know, um, I'm learning right now as I go for my larger seed round what female ventures are like versus um, male ventures or open ventures. Um, is Are they able to go as fast? And I actually enjoy um, in the small experience I have in pitching female funds because there's not that many. I still haven't found it. I'm looking for more. Um, is I love the questions they ask. Yeah. I really enjoy the conversation. Um, but I equally love because I do find when I pitch men they dial in really quickly okay let's talk about the business model how does the business model work and that is as fundamentally as important as what is the impact absolutely right and so I'm like this is this is a combo play like men and women really need to come together I feel like the world would be an entirely different place if investment bankers were 50% women and 50% men because we'd be like what is the business model of this what is the sustainability and the likelihood but what is the impact this business is going to have and right now the reason I left investment banking was because the, the second question was not there yeah at all um, yeah <laughs> and have you found that when you have met with male investors because yeah. I hear this from some female entrepreneurs mm -hmm. that they get asked quite patronizing questions that maybe mm. men wouldn't be asked or have you been quite fortunate to not experience that? Um, I haven't. I, I've i been in male-dominated industries my whole life, um, investment banking, economics, math, very male-dominated. And so I haven't. I've always felt like that's a competitive advantage. I'm so lucky yeah. to be one of the only women in this field. Um, and because I can hold myself and I can talk business models and I can talk numbers and I can talk investments and I can show them my portfolio in the stock market and my real estate investments, that immediately they know that I can hold my ground. I think if I couldn't, I would get patronizing questions. And maybe it's not patronizing. Maybe we shouldn't frame it like that. Maybe it's just I haven't done my, my homework enough yeah. to be able to, I'm not ready for investment. You have to be ready. Well, th yeah. this is the other thing as well, right, that... Um, and I hear this from from angel investors that I speak with in VCs because I'm always asking men and women, like, what yeah. are you looking for? What yeah. have been really good pitches? What yeah. hasn't? What do people need to look at? Yes. And a lot of times their feedback is that they're just not ready or they don't have the systems in place in their business. So, for example, mm. their accounts haven't been audited mm. or they ask some questions about revenue or yep. you know profit and they're not able to, to fully understand that and answer yep. that. Yeah. And you need to be at that do. level to be able to get investment because yep. why if they're going to give you 
a million dollars or $50,000, they want to know that they're going to get that return on investment. Absolutely. And so I think, again, coming back to these classes of teaching the women in your community, let's make sure that we know how to answer those questions. And if we don't, let's keep doing work until we do. I wouldn't, if if someone gave me $2.5 million a year ago, I would have wasted a lot of it. Okay, and and the longer I wait, the more the less of that money that's going to waste. And, and I don't want to say waste, um, but like of the six hundred and fifty thousand that we've raised, th- some of it is going to go towards experimentation, um, and learnings. You're going to have a certain percent of that money that is yeah. go towards learnings. Just like when you go to university, you know, you might go to a university for a year and spend five thousand dollars for a year of tuition in Canada, or ten thousand or fifty thousand in the states, but you might not have liked those courses. You're like, this isn't for me. That is learning money. That's not yeah. wasted, but it's learning. And in a, in entrepreneurship, you're gonna have a lot of learning money. So, but the longer you can <laughs> yes. you can wait, um, the the more you understand uh, about yourself, your vision, um, and what the result of investing in something will get you, gain you. So you got to kind of get there, and that's just time in. <laughs> yeah, and that is the the more time you have running your business, really, I guess, dialing into what your customers yeah. are looking for and what yes. that service offering is. Because yes. I even look as well within Female Fusion that yeah. last year, last January, I started the year with 168 members. Oh my gosh! One hundred and sixty-eight. Now you're at a thousand. Now we're at a thousand. Jennifer. And you know that. So as an investor, I'm lighting up. Yeah. Okay, I'm sitting here and I'm like, you crack something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You crack something. Let's go further. Good. And you know, I, and uh, I've been very meticulous at looking at what did I do? How did that yeah. work? What's working? How are we retaining members? What? Yeah. And every single month gets tracked quite religiously amazing and I say that as well to yeah. to our businesses that you really need to know everything what that, what? that what's working what isn't working yeah. and to be able to change it quickly if yeah. it's not working and in my body already over here if I put my investor hat on I'm already gaining confidence in you because you religiously track that because you went from 168 to 1,000, because you probably have a good understanding of what happened, and there is a tipping point with your business model. And I know that on the other side. I'm like, okay, once you have 1,000, um, yeah. you know, then it makes even more sense to join Female Fusion because of what I'm tapping into. So as an investor, I'm sitting over here too. I'm like, that's only going to speed up, yeah. right? And, and But last year at 168, I'd be like, well, go see. Yeah, you got to yeah, put more exactly. time and energy into seeing if that'll take. Well, yeah. and I think, I don't know if you found this, as well but in the beginning one of the the things that I got from people was but how are you going to monetize that yeah I don't think people are going to pay for that always that's always question. always you know yeah. and uh, you probably started as well where yeah. the price was a little bit lower yeah. because you know you were still learning and Testing. I did that deliberately because I wanted to yeah. to build the membership to build the trust the 100%. value and then I knew that when for me, my magic number was 300. I mm. said, when I hit 300, yeah. that's a critical mass that they're going to tell all of their friends. Yeah. That I built up a trust that I can retain these people, that they see the value. Yeah. And then it's just going to, to grow itself. Yeah. But, you know, it takes time to work out what that what that is. is but yeah. I found as well that 
pricing yeah. is really interesting. And mm. I don't know if you found this with Pick My Brain as mm-hmm. well, that I started out lower. Yeah. And I said as well to everybody who joined, if you join and if you support me now, yeah. you will have that price forever. Yeah, I will not in. change your price. Yeah. You're with me in 10 years, you still get that price. Very nice. Um, so it builds in that that yeah. loyalty and that support. Yeah. But we have, we've doubled the price. Yeah, good. Increase the price again. Yeah. And Very then we're good. doubling the price again. Yeah. And when you Beautiful. have something which is which is of value and people are getting results, same thing with Pick My Brain, mm-hmm. that people are okay with paying that price because they get the, the, value. the value from it. Beautiful, beautiful opportunity to scale. We did very similar. Um, yeah, the first 100 people that we onboarded into Pick My Brain, we sat with them one-on-one. We built their profile. We helped them. We um, brought them business. We did it for free. Yeah. Um, and it was our ability to learn how to build our technology. Um, and we said, like, in exchange for you giving us feedback about the tech and how it's working, we're going to just support you. Because if our 100 are successful, which we gave our heart and soul to, those 100 will invite the next 1,000. Of course. They're like your ambassadors, exactly. right? Yeah. Exactly. And so and so we did something very similar, right? Yeah, totally free for those 100 users. Then we introduced our paid plan. Um, and then we just keep adding value now, right? As a member of Pick My Brain, not only do you get a platform and a tool that allows you to package and price and sell, but you get access to a global community, right? So everyone that's a brain, um, we host these global knowledge exchanges where we invite everyone in our network to this Zoom session once a month. We're just about to do it twice a month. And you come in and you have one hour and we do three breakout sessions. And we say, okay, hello everyone. You're gonna meet three people today really deeply from all around the world. And we're gonna drop you into a, a Zoom session in a room and we're gonna give you a question and we just want you to dive in with the person across from you. And the first question we usually ask is tell the person across from you who you are, what you're working on and why you're working on it. So you get 15 minutes with someone from around the world that you don't have access to by yourself That's to convey cool. that. And then the second question is, usually like um, yeah something that gets them thinking out loud about what they want to do how they're packaging what their offers are and then third we put them in a room with two to three people and we solve a world problem so people can see how you think because it's not always you don't always have to be selling people just become in love with how you think and who you are and what you stand for and then they ask you listen how do I work with you what do you have for sale like I want to support you I love how you are and that's what we're all about is like, just be you, yeah. um, sit in your values and your vision and people will eventually, the best is when someone asks you and you don't have to share what it is you do and how you can help. So these networking events get you um, exposure again to pockets and we've watched how businesses scale and people travel and collaborate on podcasts and books as a result of just being in a room with someone for 15 minutes. Isn't that amazing? It's just amazing. Just to be able to foster those yes. connections and collaborations. Yeah. I love that. It's so fun. And so, like you said before, that adds on the value. Why do you want to be on Pick My Brain? You know, you get a platform, you get a new revenue stream, you get access to a global market. We share you and you're going to meet people from all around the world. Amazing. And it's going to open up your life like you can't even articulate right now because you don't even know. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, you know, we could go on for hours. Yeah. <laughs> we could go on for absolute hours. Yeah. But what what's next for you? Like, what's the, the yeah. next big thing? Uh, so... So we are, so currently we have a thousand brains in 88 countries, and we're going to go from a thousand to a hundred thousand probably this year um, through partnerships. So we are partnering with anybody, um, groups, 
that have um, a curated pool of individuals that they want to bring onto the network. So we're calling it Marketplace as a Service. So for example, um, for your network, we want to build a world's women knowledge marketplace where women can exchange knowledge with women. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're building a marketplace for PhDs. So dear, we think that there's all these PhDs out there that are unemployed. We think it's only because it's hard to book them. So we're going to build a marketplace for PhDs. So we can say, dear world, did you know that you could book a PhD for an hour, learn what they've learned for seven years, or hire them for a month or for 10 hours of research. Um, We're going to universities. This is one of my near and dear um, projects. Um, I don't know about you guys in the audience, but when I went to university, I got my master's in economics, and I walked out of school with this paper, and the university never connected me to an economist. And I was like, okay, so I theoretically understand economics, but what does an economist actually do? do? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I have no idea. And I was so, I was like, but I went to your school because of your alum and you didn't connect me. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm an alumni, I'm even more upset because all my university asked me for is money never to come back and talk to the students about how I use my economic knowledge. And so we're going to these universities and being like, dear university, can we build you an alumni mentor marketplace where we go and ask all of your alumni to gift 10 hours of their time to students in 30-minute sessions over the course of a year, which is nothing, um, and pool all of that into a marketplace and then go, dear students, did you know that from year one to year four, you can talk to any of these alumni on demand on your phone for 30 minutes anytime? That would be so helpful for so them. So helpful. And even more than that, we want to make it um, a requirement. In order to graduate, you have to have 10 hours of global networking and conversations with alumni to prove that you can have a conversation, that you built your network, that you've talked to industry. But, you know, your network is your net worth. As we know, as we get older, more and more. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And And students walk out with none. They don't connect these kids. You have your peer group, which is amazing. But can we extend it? Can the student walk out having had a conversation with someone from eight countries or eight people within their industry? I mean, like, what kind of economist do I want to be? Where do I want to work? Um, how much do I charge for my services? What is going to be expected of me? If I walked out with that, I would feel so much more confident in myself. So that's another way we're going to, we're focused right now, our energy and attention, because that really matches demand and supply. It solves this future of education problem that is currently in existence. Um, and yeah, it's just such a no brainer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Gosh, Big thinking. I yeah. love I, I love connecting with with fellow entrepreneurs that mm. just think so big and as you said, dream yeah. as well. Gosh, so there's fun. so many things I think that people can take away from this conversation and just the vision that you have behind mm-hmm. this. And I think so many, uh, probably so many of our listeners as well are going to be curious to know about how they could get listed on Pick yeah. My Brain. So they just need to go onto the website and they yeah. can apply. Correct. Yeah. Just go to www.pickmybrain.world, hit, click start a profile. Um, and that's that's the process. You'll be guided from there um, and you'll submit your profile for review. It'll take our team about five business days to review it. Your profile will go live and then our team will reach out to connect with you one on one through the platform so you can experience it. And we'll make sure you're all set up, synced, welcome to the network, understand how to get the most value from the tool and the community. Um, and you're up and running. And now you are globally available and accessible to sharing your time, knowledge and experience with others. Wow. (laughs) It sounds like it's going to transform the knowledge economy. 
of our brains. I think so. Yeah. (laughs) So next time when we say pick your brain, it's not going to have such a negative connotation. Exactly. I want you to think when you find someone at a conference that you want to pick their brain, to think you can go to pickmybrain.world and be like, I wonder if they're listed. Amazing. I wonder if I could talk to them. Wow. What a vision. (laughs) Thank you. Well, thank you so much for your time today. What a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much, Maxine. So grateful to be here. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. If you'd like to join our membership, the doors are currently open, but only until the 6th of March. So hurry up and grab your spot. If you're a female entrepreneur, this is the best place for you to connect with other business owners and work on starting, building, growing, or scaling your business. You can find out more information on femalefusionnetwork.com forward slash join, or you can find the link in the show notes. See you on the inside.